Hello and welcome to episode 122 of the Films and Swear Movie Podcast. This week is our second half of the Films 2016 conversations I've recorded. Today we will be talking with Big Mike, Cousin Mike, BB Mike, talking about the best, the worst, what we're looking forward to and more. So sit tight because it's, it's two hours. So I hope you're on a bus somewhere and you've got time to spare. Or you're one of those mental cunts that like to run. Other than that, filmsandswearing.com for half-arse reviews and links to our social media, Amazon, Audible, Patreon and Instagram at FAS Podcast because I am now in the regular habit of taking pictures of my telly and posting it online. That's all for now. Cheers. So... Fucking 2016. Good year for film, maybe? For what, what I've seen has been alright. I think last year was probably a bit better. Aye. But that's based on just the films that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, we'll just do, as I've done so far in the podcast, uh, start off with the best films of 2016. I'll, I'll let you... Now, did you put them in like a, a, a ranking of... Uh, I've put, like I've like put mine in like Sunday charts number one of the uh, I've got mine as a top like one to whatever oh, uh, all the films I've seen this year the best film I've seen this year is the other guys the other guys uh, wait the nice guys you're nice guys the other guys the other guys Will Mark Wolfark nice guys aye cool um, still not seen it oh man you get what it's good like I, I did see a meme online, uh, not a meme, it was just two screen caps, and it was like, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling walking past this kid, and the kid's like, you guys want to look at my dick? And Ryan Gosling's like, no one wants to look at your dick, <laughs> fucking stop it. Ah, it's a good fun, mate. What did you like about it? Uh, it's got that lethal wetting type black. feel, aye, aye. same black eye. And the thing is, as well, is the, the, what do you call it, like, the dynamic of fucking Gosling. Being a, a clean cut. Ah, he's like, he's like, he's like the comedy relief for the film, eh? like, he's aye. like an absolute bitch, eh? like. Aye, there's no spine to him. Aye, like, there's a bit in the film where Russell Crowe, like, just barges into his house and, like, breaks his arm just for no reason, and he, like, the noises that he makes, <laughs> and, uh, and, like, the two, and, like, like Ryan Gosling's got, like, his, like, teenage daughter, mm. and, uh, and they're using her like just to like infiltrate like the whatever it is they're looking for, and mm-hmm. um, it's uh, the play like kind of like the play off each year, and Aye. it's actually quite good. Eh? Like was like Russell Crowe's like kind of like the Danny Glover, ah, like older, like kind of rugged. Exactly, He's bit of a drinking problem, <clears throat> or likes a drink. Aye, aye, because like just for what I've seen in the trailer, it was gold. There was some opportunity for me to see it, but it was like when a, a copy first appeared and it was Korean and things like that. I am sure me. the one the one that I got, I think it was like a like a Iranian copy because it had all the subtitles and then whenever there was like like tits or bush it was all it was actually like pixelated Black out, like blurred out and all that. <laughs> so and that's it. Like I ordered a copy at my work and I thought right. And it's the silicones have bought like one copy on DVD, and I'm like the fourth person in a list. It's like when it's anything else, they buy six copies. 
But mm. when the ones they're not sure about, they buy one copy. Mm. Like, I was, I was wanting to watch this so I could do my fucking end of the year review. <laughs> I'm, there's no, I'm gonna get this in January. <laughs> hey, as well, like one of the shining characters of the film as well as fucking Keith David. Keith, Keith David's a black guy for the live. Aye, and the thing is, uh, yeah, exactly. he's brilliant. He's like a hitman sort of thing. He's brilliant. He's funny. Cool. Well, that's adding kiddie was in it. So. Aye, it was a good film. I really liked it. What you were, what you like with Shane Black's previous like? Have you seen Kiss Kiss Bang? Nah, I've still not seen it. I've right. still not seen it. I'll, I'm pretty sure I've actually like typed it in on like my Android box and it's come up. But then I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll leave it for another time, but it's just never... I should give you... It's a thing of the past. Ah, it's... But I've... It's like, like before Downey Jr. done Iron Man, eh? Ah, exactly. It's when he was still kind of off the rails, but somebody kind of took a chance for him. Ah, like, I keep seeing like the clip where they're talking about where they're playing like Russian roulette with the guy and he just pulls the trigger. Ah, and kills him. Aye. And he's like, what was it hard? It's like, well, fucking one in six. <laughs> but... Um, what, else, what else was it that you done? I mean, that's all I could really remember for is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3. Aye. Uh, he was in Predator. Aye. Now, he's supposed to be directing the new, new Predator, Predator uh, I think it's 2018. Because oh. what they cry, that they always say there's a theme to his films, his films always seem to take place around Christmas, which... Well, I the first thing for waiting was around Christmas. Aye, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang's at Christmas. Aye. Iron Man 3, I can't remember if that starts at Christmas or not. I watched it this year, I wasn't really impressed with it. Aye. Um, well, that's it, when he was promoting the nice guys, it came out saying that his hands were pretty tied, like Marvel kind of held him back on a lot of his ideas. Aye. Like, I think they had quite a lot of footage filmed. I'm not sure if there is a Chinese cut but they had a lot of uh, Chinese actors in the film as well. Uh, and it can just didn't either impress the Chinese market because it's such a vast uh, audience there. But I think they had like, the likes of Andy Lau and a couple other big female actresses. And then, more or less, everything was cut, apart from one or two little people just showing up, a couple lines of dialogue they'd never seen again. Uh, so I feel he's probably got this massive director's cut and then Marvel was like, no it needs to fit our mould lose this lose this and lose this because you hear it more now of like when it was all the controversy about Ant-Man and Edgar Wright had enough and walked out and uh, had to get some other dude to direct it but uh, any last words on the nice guys um, I get it watched that's good like honestly I you know, Bear was here and I, I I don't think that's when Bear's watch list. No, he straight out refuses. It's it's a shame that he does this to himself. But if as Ryan Gosling, he refuses to watch it. If it's intent, if he knows Ryan Gosling's the lead, all the time he'll be forced to watch it. If if like I make him do it for the podcast, which I might do, and just the hope that he cracks and and says, "Ah, that was really good," but I'll I'll probably never get that film. Because I might have showed him the trailer, he's like, no, that cunt's in it. He's like, just look past it. <laughs> uh, just picture like Mel Gibson instead. Aye. <laughs> um, for myself, now, that was good. You've obviously committed your list to memory. 
I have not. I, I stored it on my phone. Uh, here's one of the memos on my phone, it's fucking list this size. Okay, well, I'll throw mine out here. Uh, hell or high water. I know. I'm so annoyed because every time I try to watch that on Android Boss, it keeps on coming up saying no streams available. Pissing me off. I know. But that was it. I, ben okay. Foster, eh? Uh, ben Foster, Chris Pine. As Jeff Daniels as Jeff well. Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges, aye. Because that's it. You've got Ben Foster, Chris Pine, his two brothers, who it's almost like a road movie where like they're just robbing bank after bank. But all they're doing is taking the small notes, they don't want any stacks, it's always the tens, the twenties. Get in, get out, and it's like they go around in the morning robbing three banks. Uh. Then they go gamble the money and like there's a there's a higher purpose for it, all for right. what they're doing. But they're just being killed going from town to town, stealing a car, doing the robberies, burying the car, stealing another car, go to another town, uh. rinse and repeat. Aye. And following what they did, ten minutes later, Jeff Bridges and his pal, who looks like the Mexican dude from Breaking Bad, mind Dean Norris had a Mexican, uh, oh. or Puerto Rican race. <laughs> like that dude, I feel it's him, but he's he's either he really was uh, he was speaking him he was he was the main bad guy and the two condemned two were Randy Orton. Oh aye. <laughs> Oh, I remember him from the trailer. Aye. But it's all set in Texas, all cunts going a bit with big, big white cowboy hats. And <laughs> the fucking funny thing is, like, even though they're robbing banks, half the cunts that are in the bank, like, members of the public, are all carrying guns as well. <sighs> there's, like, this one moment in the trailer where they're holding... It's a small bank, it's just a woman and this old man at the desk. Chris Pine's holding a gun to the old man's head. He's like, you holding a gun? It's like... I'm American, damn right I'm holding a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, it gets quite good. And Jeff Daniels, Jeff Bridges, Bridges it's, they start off by saying like, yeah, you're pretty much ready to retire, aren't you, Jeff? Like, I, and then it's like, there's these folk robbing banks, but they're not taking enough money for the FBI to be bothered about it. It's kind of us. You want to look into it? It's like, ah, they'll do one more job before I leave. And you're like, oh no, that, that can't he? We're not getting this. It was like, last day on the job. <sighs> but I'll, I'll let people figure that one out for themselves. Um, but as by the end of it, it was really a fucking good film. Uh, like, I really annoyed because I've been wanting to watch it for so long because I've seen it advertised. I, I never got a cinema release, did it? No, I did. It was oh, did it? like a, probably in and out in a fortnight. Uh, right. like, I think it was maybe about September it <clears> appeared. <throat> But I don't know because I've seen I still see the adverts on like the telly or on like on like, like social media and stuff. Ah, you get pumped. But oh, it's fucking annoyed the fact that I couldn't find it on yeah. on Android. But I'm really annoyed there because I really wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's one I've seen people starting to tweet images, uh, pictures of because it's coming into Oscar season now. Ah, right. So this guy had posted a picture on his Twitter that he'd received copies of Sully. Hell or High Water and some third film because he, he was like a he's in the writer's guild so he got these three sent him uh, for, for consideration uh, so they're obviously trying to look for Oscar nomination aye uh, I'll definitely thoroughly recommend it it's probably it's, it's weird when you watch a film you could guess like I think mum and dad will like that one like it's no too much it's no like uh, 
they get a wee bit wishy-washy when it comes to, ah, oh, it's a bit fake. I can't, can't imagine them fucking doing that and getting away with that. It's that <laughs> next thing. So it needs to be a ground. It needs to be like a realistic film. Uh, but it needs to have a good thriller element to uh, it. But fucking Jeff Bridges is stellar in it. Uh, <clears throat> okay, what was uh, number two? Number two on my list was Green Room. Aye. That's fine because I've still not seen that. Aye, that was good. I liked it. Because um, that's it. I had. I heard about that I think around the beginning of the year because I think it was doing some sort of festival I think if it was like the London Film Festival uh, or something higher up but if just hearing that Patrick Stewart was the lead of a group of neo-Nazis uh, and he owned like a nightclub and I was like wait the same Patrick Stewart that, and, and it's like ah it's him and you just look at him wearing glasses and it's like he actually could be quite a creepy motherfucker if he's uh, put in the right uh, he's, he's actually really good in it doesn't he got a lot of screen time, but when he is in it though, he is really good. Aye. When it is intimidating. Aye. Mm. I mean, I thought it was really good. Like also the whole premise, it was pretty. It was just pretty fucking vicious. Eh? Mm-hmm. Like there is some really, really horrible bits in it. Eh? Uh, but I mean, it is quite like a. It's quite like a high tension sort of thing. Like because they're like they're trapped. Mm-hmm. In the nightclub, and they're being, they're basically being like being hunted. Off. By, aye, being hunted by Patrick Stewart and his gang. Aye. Uh, and like the fact is, we've got the police on the take as well. Ah, no, is like Anton Yelch. Aye. Is he the lead, or is he just one of the? Aye, he's part of the band. Aye, he's like he's not the leader of the band, but you think he's probably one of the bigger names in the film. He is from like Made an impact on it. Mm-hmm. He has, he does quite good in the film as well, though. Considering he's, does it come across as a like a horror film or more of like a suspense thriller? Really, ah, it's, it's not a horror. I wouldn't say it's a horror film. It is. Considering like it is, it's kind of advertised like a, a horror almost. Ah, because it, it like when you look at like the visuals in it, it's quite vicious and like bloody and that. But it's like I was I was watching it last month. And like, I had like also the lights off and stuff watching it, and like it kind of created that like high bit of tension, right? Because like oh. for the like after the guy because they basically they witness a murder. Yeah. When they're going backstage to get paid and all, they walk in the room and they see like alas he did. Ah. Oh. Uh, and then they're basically trapped in this room, mm-hmm. and, and then they've like part of the show the guns like cut like all the phone lines and oh. stuff like that. So it's kind of like that panic room. Aye. Sort of feel it, yeah. But it was it was quite good. Like Patrick Stewart was fucking brilliant in it. Didn't get enough screen time, but it was was quite good in it. And that. Aye. Who's the bird that's in it? That Imogen. Oh, is that pots or puts or something. The Aye. P O W O T S. Aye. She was mm. no bad in it. The fuck. Um, it was actually really good. Like, I quite enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, old cunts that kind of look alike, uh, going from Jeff Bridges to 
Kurt Russell in Bone Tomahawk. That's my number three. Oh, shit. Okay. That's my number three. <laughs> well, that's fine, because we'll kind of really just talk about five then now, so that's one of your reserves gone. Um, to number four next, but how fucking good was Bone Tomahawk? Uh, fucking good. I really enjoyed that. It's like something like two hours and a wee bit better, but didn't they feel uh, like that? It was fucking... Uh, I quite enjoyed that. Like, it was like one of those things... It was, like, it was like a film that was like under the radar sort of thing. Aye. It's... <clears throat> I mean... Technically, this does count because it was released in UK cinemas in beginning of February, I think. But I think it had been pretty much everywhere else in 2015. Uh, but it, it qualifies. It came out here in February. Uh, but I feel for the very get-go of that film, like, it's one of these things you turn around and like, I have to watch this in one sitting. I need, like, I can't just... Start at the night, finish at the morning. I need to see what happens tonight. This is uh, something about it. Just like the fucking, even just the sounds, like the sound of whatever a bone tumbler uh, makes as it's been flung through the air, or those weird, because it, it's it's people uh, in the planes. These they're they're painted white and they've got like a like a bone in their throat so they can make this whistle. Aye, uh, and it's just this when you hear that and you've got Kurt Russell fucking. Jack, Phil, Lost, and a couple other boys walking through the woods, well, walking through the fucking plains, and you just hear this whistling, so it's like, oh shit, stuff is going to happen really, really soon, and then some cunt gets fucking hit with an arrow, and his arm shatters, and, like, again, I think if we all just really like violence, but, like... Ah, nah, it was really good, like... And, it's, it was weird that, like, part of me is like, it's, it's like an old western, because uh, it's it's like the old west, but it's also sort of kind of uh, kind like of, a wee bit of a horror. Uh, they kind of throw it under the horror end because uh, uh, it's the same it's the same with Green Room. Obviously, like the the base as a horror based on like what's happening in the film, mm-hmm. but I still base it really as a a western like that. It was uh, pretty good, like pretty vicious at times. Oh, like I reckon like. Jack for Lost, Matthew Fox was really like, he was like the fucking knight in shining armor. He was like, I'm the Milky Bar kid. I'm fucking amazing. I can aye, do this, that, aye, and then it's and, it. and he's like, kill instantly. It's like, oh no, you were, you could have been so good. I thought you were, would have went out in a glaze of glory, fucking taking all these boys on, but they fucking put you down quick. Aye, he tried to take them out as well, man. They took a couple of them out, but then aye. But it was just like I got it quite bad, like just the fucking the effect of fuck being struck with arrows, just it was like aye, the, the, so the, the fucking the sound as well. The sound doesn't seem pleasant, eh? Aye, and especially when it hits, it's almost like you, it's like like a plate smashing. Like you can just hear the bones just fucking shattering aye. as they're being hit. And it's like oh fuck, aye. and the fact that it all kind of falls down on like. Kurt Russell and like it's like the good old boys like these guys I know like the fucking rugged guys they're pretty much these are old timers taking on was a like a dozen of these aye fucking they're not Indians but for lack of a better term I'm crying I'm Indians um, like when it was him and his old pal with the glasses like oh the old the, oh aye the kind of like always likes to drink exactly like this is not your A team I could see because the, on the one the one who's going to take him in he was like Adam and he's like fucking gone aye no and because who was it was Patrick Wilson's wife that got kidnapped. kidnapped who was the boy at the very start won the WCW title David Arquette there he is 
fuck whatever film he's been in. WCW world champion. Um, like, it kind of started with him and his pal trying to dupe folk. Aye. And I, I might he just done... It was weird because I watched this in February. I can't remember this fucking film now, but it's still stuck in my head. Like, the moment he done something at the bar and they just pinned him to the bar, did they put, like, put a knife through his hands? Ah, they done something to him. I can't Aye, remember what it was. Like, did they put an arrow through him? But that wouldn't make sense. Like, you'd have a knife for somebody to string up. Can't really remember. But, but they done something to Aye, him. they were swindling folk. I reckon if they were fucking selling snake oil. But, mm. like, what they were doing was not nice. And uh, they kind of got what they were deserved. But it was that. And the whole thing with Patrick Wilson, like he, he was presumed dead like halfway through. Aye, uh, he fucking broke his leg and all that. Eh? And he's like, you're, you're a dead weight to us. We really should just kind of leave you. I'm sorry. Uh, but, I mean, because uh, they left him. And uh, then like they, they, had got, to... they left a trail for him to follow. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You get, say, about an hour and a half for the film. It's like, Christ, I think this is ending with everyone dying. Like, there's, like, what what now? And then all of a sudden, fucking Patrick Wilson is, like, fucking crawling his way there. And Aye. But it does. It comes out to be quite satisfying by the end. But Aye, that's good, that, that one horrifying oh. visual of the boy. Well, I'll no say it. Even though we've spoiled about a few folk dying. But, actually, I'll spoil it. I'll say at the beginning of the podcast... We're going to mention about 30 films. Hopefully you've watched them all. Because we're about to spoil them all. Um, just that boy getting split in half. Oh, no. It's so fucking horrible. Aye. It's just... Like, who, who could think of these things? I think if that was a thing in the old days where you just fucking turn the boy upside down and cut him straight in half. But just seeing the visual of all the fucking intestines pouring on the Aye, floor. And then the fact they're just like splitting like a wishbone, eh? Aye. That was it. Just, it's like, ah, I got the bigger half. <laughs> I fucking wait. To go I get to there. keep the skin. <laughs> but but oh, as well, it was a bit where uh, that's where they're going to go and kill Carusel. Mm-hmm. And then they distract him, and he hits. He has a bone tomahawk, and he hits the guy's foot. Aye, and it's a, it's these things like when they hit, it's not just. It's like lots of blood. Aye. Like they they had a lot to play with, but. Nah, it was good, like... It was another, like, fine enough, it was another film I would recommend to my mum and dad in the sense that, right, mum will fucking probably scream all the way through this, but dad, <laughs> you'll really like this film. <laughs> Aye. Okay. What was your number four choice? Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Ah, that's one from my list as well. So... That was a weird one. Aye, it was... We never knew anything about this until, like, six weeks before it came out and a trailer and... Then Aye, the, the trailer never really come out till when they released episode seven of Star Wars last year. Right. And then all of a sudden the trailer just dropped. Aye, and obviously like, wait a second, he done another one? And then it reveals it's this other dude, but J.J. Abrams has put the stamp of approval. It's Aye. part of the... The, line, the, the bloodline he cries it he doesn't cry it a direct sequel but he says it's aye, the same bloodline as Cloverfield aye it's because when you watch when you watch a trailer they try to make you feel as if oh yeah can't the monsters outside <coughs> there in the bunker hiding fit but um, aye it was it was good like, considering it was like another like film it was just based on like the one area aye that's it we're just in this bunker for like 90% of the film and just, just John Goodman. 
like uh, fucking lovable faces being uh, cold uh, hard bastards is uh, strangely appealing in 2016 it's a bit where they're sitting at the dinner table and like the lassie like whispering to the other guy and then he just all of a sudden just freaks out aye because he is almost pretty much a mental patient in this like like he comes across he's like okay I'm doing this for our own safety and then when somebody can't sort of questions him goes fucking Raj and like who's the other dude it was just like a it was a guy with a broken leg or something that's kept in the storeroom aye like just sort of like you just thought she was like being Uh, held prisoner by some pervert or something because obviously the start of the film well she's the last she's in a car and then she crashes but obviously you didn't see like what she has it's got that like lost feeling like hmm. in the season two, they're in the bunker, Aye. and they're looking through the, the hatch it. and all that. It's got that feel yet. <clears throat> Aye, it was. Again, when watching this, ah, it was all right. And it's like the more you think about it after you finish watching it, it's like this film's stuck in my head. Like, because well, by the end when she gets out and we see, oh, her little space suit made out of like shower curtains <laughs> and gaffer tape. Uh, when we start seeing the, the sort of alien uh, the monsters <clears throat> the um, ending was a wee bit like alright oh, wow okay <laughs> kind of almost reminds you of the ending of is it season 2 Fargo or season 1 season 2 oh like just when aliens show up uh, like what D- couldn't somebody explain that nah that's fine keep uh, going <laughs> uh, it was um, as well as a bit with the woman was came at the hatch door moment when she was like oh like, aye and that kind of it was like almost like the kind of gave a feel that it was like radiation exactly like, like that. the fallout the nuclear fallout has happened it's not safe to be outside uh, it's safe to be in your bunker underground and then obviously the, like the big one of the big turning points of film is so it was good minute hit her I'm sure it was I think so well, it was the first half of the year but I only be surprised Women in her place. Maybe a wrong light, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But we see that we're getting the third okay. instalment in this bloodline next year. Are we? I've not seen there, that. There's another, they're crying at the third Cloverfield or the third film in their franchise. Right. This one is now in space. Alright. Mm-hmm. Because that was it. When you read like the trivia for. Clover Ten Cloverfield Lane. It it was more or less a script. There's something like let's just say it was something a film cried in the bunker. J J Abrams read it, bought it, rewrote mm. it, and found this boy to release it. So mm. it was like it wasn't the original idea itself, but he found a way to include it in. I think maybe he wrote the last ten minutes, mm. and that was his fucking inclusion but I reckon if he had a, a writing credit on it but it was an original story he bought it and then made it part of the Cloverfield universe aye but I would kind of be more interested in seeing a sequel to 10 Cloverfield Lane because it finishes with her just driving off to, to try and find like, a city or something I would be more interested to see her journey like what's what's going on because obviously like John Goodman plants the seed 
mm-hmm. that saying that all oh, like kind of is like obviously it like it gives you the feeling that can that this is actually happening like the bunker is there for after the first clover field ah. and there is like a giant it's just like a fucking almost like a rat looking thing eh? yeah the first one you never see much of it but mm-hmm. he plans to see so she actually thinks that there is something out there and then when she gets out there she's like oh but then uh, it would be quite interesting if she's if it did continue they on. follow up on it because I'd imagine it would have made its money at the box office because that shouldn't have been an expensive film to make. You had really no. one main location, like I had a couple. Not even half a dozen sets. Like uh, that would have been all really self-contained, and then some special effects towards the end that would probably uh, stretch your budget. But uh, I'd imagine if they just did the same again, maybe a little bit more money to spend because she's out of the bunker now. Uh, but who knows? Like they might just leave it at that. But I'd be interested to see. And whatever the space film they're doing next, it, uh, I think it's got the word gods in the title, but I cannot remember it at the moment. But mm. that's supposedly something next year is going to be the third instalment in this Cloverfield franchise. I'll keep an eye out for that then. I'm going to go with a horror film that I quite liked. Uh, Lights Out. Alright. That was one of the. I couldn't decide between either. Don't breathe or lights out. It's sort of like, not that they're similar, but the basic thing is, there's a family. We Lottie is having nightmares, falling asleep in school because every time he falls asleep, this woman, woman named Diane, it's whispering to him, doing this, that, and the next thing. But nobody could see her. But mm-hmm. when you turn the light off, you could see her shadow, like cast on the floor or uh. like. If it was dark and you could see, like, if you're looking into my kitchen and you could see the doorway, uh, the light goes off and somebody's standing there, turn the light back on, no one's there. And that sort of thing, every time the light goes out, the monster gets a bit closer to you, all right. type of thing. And it, it's all surrounded with the demons that kind of follow the mum. The uh, mum's no mentally right, and she believes this Diane's a person who's a friend, she's no meant to hurt anyone, mm. but it's torturing the child. So the sister, the rebellious teen sister that left when she was old enough, her and her like punk rock boyfriend tried to take care of the kid, but the government won't allow it, have to keep uh. sending the wee Lottie back. And they start seeing the creature, the shadows appear at night. And they, they do it really, really well because when she notices, I think she was sleeping in the bed with a wee boy, and where they live, they had like a bar across the road or a tattoo parlour, and it has like a neon light that blinks on and off. Uh, so the light comes in the room, goes out the room, like just on and off, on and off. And it does that thing where creatures at the door, then it got creatures in the bed, then it's gone. Creatures in front of the girl, she wakes up, screams, light comes on, gone. And they're just all freaked out, and they're just trying to do as much as they can to keep lights on. Uh, it's fucking blowing up power boxes. It's uh, doing this, it's doing that to create darkness and just get its uh, hands on them. Because there's like a started off with a guy in a clothes factory or a mannequin factory to be in with, and it's like those things that get like college campuses. The lights only come on if you walk under them. Uh, so he's walking, the lights are going off behind him. So he's being chased. He thinks it's safe. Power goes out. And you just hear him getting torn to shreds and stuff. Aye. But it was effective. Right, it was one of these things where Margaret just had to sit and look at Facebook or play a game on her phone because she just couldn't look at the telly because it was just getting too intense for her. Ah. So. Saying that my um, <clears throat> my head chef said that I was a good one. 
says he shot himself a few times at it. Aye. But then he also said the same about that he watched uh, the Conjuring two, and it's turned it off after the first half hour because it was too much for him. Aye. Well, I've, I've heard folks saying that is supposed to be a stellar film, but aye, it was quite good. Just one of those things I've never, never get around to watching, but. Ah, it was a surprise because I think the director, I think this is his first film. He did a short film based on the same thing, and it was like a wee lorry playing with his nightlight and a creature uh. creeping into the room. And I think that impressed studios enough. I think it was like Warner Brothers basically just uh. gave him the money to make a feature length version of it. But no, I did come out quite enjoying it. I've seen clips for it, and like, see, like, my problem with like, horror films now is I didn't hear the appeal. Mm-hmm. And I, I just like apart from the only ones that did appeal to me this year was Conjuring Two and Don't Breathe. Aye. And I still not seen Don't Breathe yet, but Michelle said it was shit. Oh, well, that's it. I, I, we came away enjoying it. Uh, like, a uh, Disney. It's only a horror in the sense that you get jump scares. The rest Aye. is a suspense thriller. Like person's trapped in a house with like this blind army dude who is trained to kill mm. and you think oh fuck and all these folk getting killed but they're not like some person falls goes through fucking all these glass lands oh. on it hits the ground and like oh he must be dead 20 minutes later he sits up going oh fuck and he's like okay I guess you're still alive but mm. it's intense but it, uh, it doesn't really follows the horror but uh. um, now I guess this will be number 5 on your list uh, number five on my list. Pretty sure. Uh, five on my list was Deadpool. Deadpool. Aye, that's fine. That's that is on my my list. I I felt like I had to choose choose between the children. Like, do I take Deadpool or X Men Apocalypse? But Deadpool was a lot better than X Men Apocalypse. Aye. Um, what did you like about Deadpool? Probably everything I just I think mostly it was the Sinead O'Connor jokes. Whereas <laughs> the real ass it like that fucking split my sides there. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of refreshing in the sense that there's no superhero movie we get twice a year already. Uh, it's we're we're getting quite used to getting two or three Marvel movies sent to us every year uh, it just kind of gets, gets a wee bit like right. drawn out and a bit kind of like exhausting mm-hmm. but there's still there's still so much Marvel films that I've still not seen like I've still not watched like the Captain America trilogy aye and that's uh, it I think unless you watch it as they're coming out because I've seen them all but basically when they came out I went and saw it I was like the only way I could maintain it is fucking as soon as I come out go watch uh, it and then I'm up to date and then because I mean like I watched Avengers 2 earlier on this year and I just wasn't impressed with it at all <laughs> I didn't think it was as good as what folk were saying it was aye. and I think the first thing was just a little bit better yeah definitely but uh, I did put was obviously the whole like breaking the fourth wall and all that was obviously a big part of it aye. and uh, like with the credits at the start were rolling and all that aye and I was surprised that they like when they had the marketing campaign for it and they were advertising that big shoot on the freeway. Yeah. I was surprised that that was the opening sequence. And it was like the film was like told 
first part of the film is like told in flashback. Obviously. Exactly, like the, the origin story interspliced <clears throat> with the whole reason why he's chasing this boy, and uh, then like when he gets away, then it's where the story goes for there. Uh, and I mean, it was also again, it was like the violence, and it was quite it was humorous. It wasn't it like I. Like that's it. The thing was like even though there was like some like really horrible hands looking at it, it was just played for laughs pretty much. That was it. When me and Andy did the Deadpool podcast, uh, we said it's not a good action film. Like it's a comedy. Like Aye. you couldn't say, Oh fucking fight scenes were amazing. Like they were Aye. they were fine. They needed to be what they were. Aye. But it's all the fucking like dick jokes and things like that you Aye. really have to laugh at or when he's trying to batter fuck uh, Colossus with, and he breaks, <laughs> and he breaks his, his hands, hands and his feet. And, and, like, as, as those moments are ten times more effective than, uh, like, best action sequence and things like that. Aye. But I do love the fourth wall jokes as well. Him and his little blind sidekick makes her build all the Ikea furniture and... <laughs> And it's just when they'll start throwing in the names of like the Bjorn and like all this classy furniture they must be buying, but making the wee blind woman who's obviously being weaned off coke to build furniture <laughs> for him. That was good, like it was. Um, I just think like, I think that's probably going to be like Ryan Reynolds is like kind of like hero. Aye, that's it. Like he doesn't need to do another superhero film again. Right? Nah, like, he's found his calling with that Aye. so really if he's ever needing to be anything again he just needs to be Deadpool because like, I, I, I never I never seen the Green Lantern and I didn't have any ambition to watch the Green Lantern ah, it's that's it it's fine but it's a lot of there's a lot more plain like you feel like ah oh, it could have been but it's a very generic by the numbers Aye. superhero film mm, and it's a it's his wee, uh, like, the kind of wee, like, cabby Jones. guy. The wee Indian cab guy. Oh, yeah, carry. like, Dupinder or something. Uh, <laughs> and he's giving him, like, advice. Uh, to get like, his girl back. And he's got that cunt in the boot by the end of it. And he's like, oh, no, you need to let him go. Kill him. I'm proud of you. <laughs> um, for what I'm reading, they are doing the second one. Which uh, I think... Really didn't want to imagine what the... Aye, what they doing because it's probably going to have to be a bit more outrageous. It's eh? going to have to be next level shit now. And they've they've switched directors. The I think they've now got the director of John Wick Aye. to direct the sequel. So I take in if that does that mean the action sequences are going to be better just by the <laughs> fact that John Wick is a really fucking gun heavy action movie, but. Yeah. I think as long as they sort of like the writers and Ryan Reynolds and the whole if the whole creative side of it, it's the same it should be alright but um, but I mean I have considering that when the first done Deadpool uh, well in fact it wasn't Deadpool it Wolverine was, Origin uh, it was, uh, it was uh, Weapon well, X yeah, it was, no. I think it's still crazy from Deadpool Aye. Aye, they alluded to that, and, but then they went like a different way. I think that was the only thing that was missing for that film. I think they could have had that more in it. Because mm. he wasn't, he was obviously, he was there at the start when he was like like Wade Wilson and all that. Yeah. And then you seen him at the end when he was like, kind of like... With his mouth stone uh, shut and claws coming out his... Was it not like just single claws coming uh, out his hands? 
Aye. But, aye, it was weird. Like, I, I, I really was waiting for, like, Hugh Jackman to show up in Deadpool. Aye. Like, just with the amount of jokes, like, the, piss that, the amount of piss they were taking out aye. of Hugh Jackman and Wolverine and... Like, sure, you had a picture of his face still taped, well, stapled to his, the Ryan Reynolds face when he took off the mask at the end. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> so, but the fact that uh, Hugh Jackman's finally shaved off the sideburn and then cried at a day. Uh, like, even, like, the amount of cameos he's done, like, is it, like in first class when James McAvoy, Michael know, Fassbender, find him in the bar, tells him to go fuck themselves. Like, <laughs> even if it was just that, but that's my hopes for Logan. Like, if you get a Deadpool cameo in that, because technically that's all the X Men movies are all been in the nineties and eighties, and Deadpool was a, a current day Aye. create. So timelines, there's no reason for them to be in the past, but Logan's in the future. So technically, Deadpool's happened at that point. So I like to see some sort of cameo, hopefully, maybe. But I well, you know. Uh, next, I am going to go for Swiss Army Man. Alright. That is the Daniel Radcliffe Farton Dead Body movie. Ah, I've seen this. I turned it on two weeks ago, and then I was. That was a bad idea, like, turn off on one when I've been working all day. And, and then I just nod off? Like, I, I nod off, and then I wake up like halfway through it, and I'm like, right, I'll just It makes turn no it off sense. Then. I'll go back to it. I've seen it the first like 15 minutes there, and I, like, when he was like farting in the water. Aye. And I, what oh, a fucking strange film. For what, is, I've, for what I've seen the first. It is the strangest film I've seen this year. I've seen the trailer, like, I, thought, I actually thought the trailer was quite weird, but it looked quite good. Aye, it is, it's a, like, the only way I can describe it is a weirdly wonderful film. Like, the whole, I can't remember the boy's name, but he's, he was like, He's the guy from Little Miss Sunshine that didn't he talk. He was the moody teenager, like the main character of this film, trying to hang himself at the Aye. start. And then, like, he just notices a body. Mm. Like, I think he washed. was isolated. I think he was trapped on the island. Aye, like, there's so many, like, by the end of it, you're just wondering, like, is the guy having a mental breakdown? Because, obviously, he uses the, the gas propelled body of Daniel Radcliffe to use him <laughs> as, like, a jet ski to get from one island to another. <laughs> and then like, they're just lost in I think in maybe like a Canadian forest like in the wilderness uh-huh, right. because like it's not castaway they do eventually come across um, like at one point you just like you could hear cars and it's like, like holy shit we're actually close to the city now uh-huh. so like there's it isn't castaway basically with a dead Farting body instead of a ball, <laughs> but it is just this weirdly wonderful thing that how it has. It's weird to describe. Like it will make so much sense if the main characters had a mental breakdown. This will explain why this dead body is talking to him. Uh-huh. And but the, the dead body is like kind of like doesn't know what things are. So the main dude's having to explain to him as well. Um, like they find fucking rubbish. They find like a swimsuit magazine and he's like what What are those it's like they're it's a caution it's covering her boobs and her bum and he's like 
what's under them? And he's like, <laughs> trying to explain it to him and he gets a little fucking hard on. He's like, what's happening to me? <laughs> ah! And he's sitting screaming and the fucking hard on doesn't know where to go. And he's like, that's... And he tried to calm him down and it just starts going back down. And then he starts on, but his, the guy's like, no, no, everyone's got like mums and grands. like, mums? And it goes back up. It's like, and the conversation ends like, well, next time I'm feeling sad, I, I could just think about your mom and I'll feel happy again. It's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't. But, like, in the title alone, like, Swiss Army Man, like, it is. Daniel Radcliffe is, like, this extraordinary tool. Like, when they need to break down, for some reason, it's like half of it's a Blue Peter movie. All they do is do arts and crafts of the rubbish they find. <laughs> to, like, he just makes little models to show Daniel Radcliffe about cities and at one point they made a bus out of fucking twigs and trees just like uh, not an actual function bus but a bus that they could sit on it recreate a scene for this boy's past uh, but he'll grab Daniel Radcliffe by the arm and twist it over his head and karate chop action to cut through blocks of woods uh, or he'll jam a crutch down his throat give him a Heimlich manoeuvre and it just fires it out and they'll start abseiling up a wall one night Daniel Radcliffe is falling asleep and water drips in his mouth and the next day he's a drink dispenser he pumps his chest and he's filling cups of water and the guy's drinking it and he's like this tastes amazing and he's like that looks groy as fuck <laughs> and of course he is still fucking pumping gas out of his ass as well so like there's a lot of things where it loads them up with fucking stones at one point it's like they need to find food to eat and there's like a chipmunk sitting eating and he just like kind of gives him a helmet and over fire stings it and rips the head off a squirrel <laughs> so it's, it does have these wonderful wee moments and even you would have maybe seen this in the first 15 minutes, but the whole score of the film is the guys just singing to themselves. Like, there's a moment where the main dude is going to see Daniel Radcliffe washed ashore and he starts walking and go, da 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 And the score yeah. picks up with him and it's just fuck harmonising. Like, it's like you're hearing like a barbershop quartet just fuck singing. Uh. And they have all these jokes about Jurassic Park. Like you're trying to jog the boy's memory, and he's like, "Right, what can I do?" And he starts humming the theme to Jurassic Park to him, huh. and Daniel Radcliffe starts doing the same, and he picks up and he's carrying the notes. Like you remember Jurassic Park? He's like, "What's Jurassic Park?" He's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is a weirdly wonderful film, and by the end of it, like you feel almost heartbroken. Like you're just like, "Oh no, I just want everything to be to be like this. I'll just like just leave him alone. Him and his." dead farting friends <laughs> but that's definitely like that's the hardest one to sell to people like I can't convince my mum and dad to watch that one but uh, I can imagine old Gordy watching that like definitely I was like fucking load of shit that one <laughs> it's like come on dad let's try a bit harder <laughs> but aye okay um, number six now are we aye uh, number six um, number six on my list was Revenant. Right. Okay. Oscar award winning. Uh, Aye. Uh, I think last year, this time, that was just known as the movie where Leonardo DiCaprio gets raped by a bear. Aye. No one had seen it yet, but they just heard that I gets fucked by a bear twice. <laughs> and like, Aye, what? Yes, fucking done in big time, eh? Aye. It's a it's a, a fucked up film. It's a journey. Ah, it's a long, it's a long family. And the thing is as well, it's 
it's not as action orientated as what you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. It's merely a, well, obviously, fucking, like, the cap was like basically like killing them off one by one once he gets like double crossed. Aye, because uh, just that whole thing in the start where, well, it's not the start. That's like the first. Where he gets mauled by the bear is like an intense thing for 10 minutes. Aye. But it's after it where like, basically he, he's he's dead on the board. He's Aye. he's no good to any man. Aye. But uh, do they know send the rest of the, the traders off? And it's just Tom Hardy, his Aye. kid. Was that a third person? Ah, uh, it was a uh, like the one of the guys that's with him. Uh, oh, not Don Hall Gleason. No, no. Anyway, it was the point where basically uh, Tom Hardy kills his kid in front of him, and Leonardo DiCaprio's fucking throttling at the mouth, <laughs> like he's going mental, but he's he's uh, powerless. Uh, he uh, just has to witness. Know. His son getting fucking stabbed in the stomach and mm. just getting left behind. <clears throat> it's uh. a fucking. I know, like a lot of people say, it kind of. You get a really intense first, maybe half hour, forty five minutes, and it just uh, it kind of doubles down a wee bit. Aye. But then it's you have to appreciate the fact that it's like that's what we say. It's, it's a journey. Aye. Yeah, and I mean, like I guess as well, like the like the location they picked for it was quite good. Aye, they, uh-huh. they doesn't do it by half measures that area and they knew to like Aye. like a bird man like he definitely goes fucking full pelt when he's making something like that opening sequence again I think they tried to do that one shot like hole when the Indians are attacking the traders uh-huh. and but they're, like, they're running through the water they're this and next thing it's mm. fucking technical like it's not just a camera uh-huh. on the stand like I'll I can understand why people were a bit <clears throat> disappointed with it because obviously, obviously when DiCaprio got his award for it, I didn't think it was DiCaprio's best like, yeah. performance and I, I still think his best performance is both of Wall Street. Aye. And I thought it was really good in that bit. I mean, like I thought maybe Tom Hardy would have got like best supporter because I thought actually I he thought was... Hardy thought Hardy had a better role than fucking DiCaprio. He, he was transformed really. <clears throat> like it was. Uh... You couldn't like it just wasn't Tom Hardy. Ah, because he had well, he had kind of busy year man because he had Legend, but he had the Cray Twins, and he had Mad Max. Aye, like he was we seen so many different. Because he had like the like an Australian accent for Mad Max man. Aye, and, uh, and then he switched and, like, to this like six southern... lines of dialogue. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> but this one it was just even just the visual of him, the fact that he's half scalped anyway, and it's like. Like, oh, this boy is definitely crazy. Like, surviving something like that, you're not the same person nah, after it. But I thought, it was, like, I thought the music was good in it as well. I can't remember that now, but I just mind the fucking whole drawn-out fucking drag, like, the fucking fight towards the end between DiCaprio and Tom Hardy. Aye. Like, the whole... Tr- they're trying to trick him, like, Donald Gleeson pretty much dead at this point on a horse. Mm. And it's just a game of cat and mouse. Like, you, you just wait, and then they're just fucking trying to kill each other, and they're fucking thrown, like, they're cut, there were no, like, fingers getting cut off, getting stabbed uh, in the back of their legs, or maybe getting their ankles cut. It was... Ah, uh, it was pretty vicious. It was brutal. But Nick, it's like, Tom Hardy just refused to die. Aye. Uh, he was a fucking a machine. Beat, and that's why, like, 
obviously folk were also annoyed because kind of the film was kind of drawn out. But I liked it. Like, I thought it, it was it was good. But then there was obviously mixed reviews because I was a wee bit apprehensive. Like, I bought it when it came out, mm-hmm. and I think I waited about a month before I watched it. So was this before the awards? No, oh, no, I, you would have got that was all back in February. That did come out in like March, aye. April time, I think. Yeah, aye. so you don't and, even uh, got the trophy at that point. Aye. And um, I was a bit like apprehensive when watching it in first, but then I finally, because obviously it's a long film, and it's only for like two and a half hours pretty much. Aye. But uh, I, was, I was quite happy with the ending of it. Like. Mm-hmm. Aye, it's probably one of those films that you. You can you, just sit and watch it all like, like regularly. Aye. But maybe every now and again you could probably sit and nah. slightly like the whole like, like I still need to rewatch Interstellar to fully understand it again. Aye. No because I still I still didn't fully understand that, but oh, I really no. need to watch it again. Aye. But again, it's a three hour fucking film. Aye, that's it. Like uh, for the revenant, the only time you really need to really watch that is if you've got the house to yourself, it's dark, it's cold outside. Climb inside a dead horse and watch it. <laughs> just wrap yourself in it. I just mind the like, well, the f- entertaining is about like when the film was releasing it, when it was like Oscar season, and they were showing all the times that Leo was up for like best actor and he was always getting done by supporting actors. Aye. And it was like Matthew McConaughey and like Wolf of Wall Street and that, and then like, it shows you like the fucking bear. Aye, winning the, the fucking awards. Aye. <laughs> Ah, that was a good meme. Um, right, let's see. Again, what I'll, I'll go for it. I'll say Hateful Eight. That's on my list as well. That's, Aye. That's, that's next on my list. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, ne- I've no watched it. Well, I've no spoke to Andrew about it yet. So I think what his opinion was. But I think me Did and you... Did he watch it like? I think he's seen it. But I don't think we'll have got to the point where I could have a proper talk to him about it uh, so I reckon if he's liked it or not uh, but I feel I'm going to be safe having this conversation with you I think both of us appreciate the hateful eight aye uh, for what it is it's, it's a lot of dialogue uh, uh, and the thing is it, it, it tells a story aye uh, and it's, it's fair enough you get the total mad bits of violence like the fucking poisonous like soup and all that exactly uh, but Quentin Tarantino does what he does, eh? He like, bases his films like on dialogue, eh? Aye. I mean? And <coughs> it's just the whole fucking setting, like. Ah, it's again, it's a one, it's a one room sort of aye. thing. Like, sure, maybe there's ten minutes in the the wagon, aye, they're sitting start, picking up aye. fuck along the roads, and or when they're in that cabin, aye. it's it's aye. fucking can, sheriff of Red Rock. He, he was, was fucking brilliant. He I was, know. He was he was a shining star at the end of that film. I thought he was brilliant. Exactly. Same with Tim Roth. I thought Tim Roth was really good. He was so fucking like, peppy. Like, like, almost like fucking like Sherlock Holmes. I know. It was and, like. Uh, what, was the, his, what was his name again? Oh, dude, it was. I reckon, but it was just. I reckon, I just love the authenticity of his films. Like, just the whole fact that they cry it. What was it? Minnie's haberdashery and uh, like just the whole fact that they use terms like that and like Tim Roth is the hangman uh, but that is it's annoying me I need to find out his name uh, but yeah he, he was like a real, real little like petty British uh, uh, British chap he was very 
but like you'd think Sam Sam Jackson's really the lead actor. Like this is the first time he's kind of went for his sidekick in a Tarantino movie to be the guy in the Tarantino movie. Aye. And like he holds up. Like he does really well on it. Um Tim Roth is Oswald Mowbray. Ah, sick. But it's all these names, like Michael Madsen's playing Michael Madsen. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they were just giving him, like, a luscious haircut and, like, a scarf just uh, to sit there and supposedly write his stories. Okay, who's the Mexican guy? Um, ah. He's in, um, he's in Machete Kills. Now, um, are, are you talking about, like, the guy that does, like, the horses? When like, they go into the OB. barn, when they go into the barn, there's... Tim Roth, yep. Michael Madsen, and the remix oh, guy. Bob. Bob. Aye. <laughs> Aye. It's like, Senior Bob. Aye. Mm. What was his written right name again? It was like Damien Birch. Aye. Bircher. Aye. But I didn't recognise him for, for he much. He was... He was a bad guy in Machete Kills. Right. Apart from Mel Gibson. Aye. But... Uh, that was it. Like you had, there were just so many fucking great moments to that film. Like, even I just love the wee touches. Of the, the fact that the door's fucked. Uh, the next time somebody kicks it open, it was like, shut the door, shut the nail the hammer, nail it shut. No, you need two bits, two bits of wood. And you're like, what the fuck's this all about? And really, it's always told in reverse order. So we didn't uh, get to find out until we're like three chapters in that the fact that. Minnie's there and old fucking what was it like Pop is Sweet Dave is sitting in Sweet Dave's uh, chair and like making the making the stew and then these boys show up Channing Tatum and his Channing gang Tatum, I, who, who, who was in his gang again it's Channing Tatum and who um, well that was it you had Tim Roth Michael Madsen aye um, well that's it the fucking Daisy Dormerdu was like <laughs> She was fucking brilliant in this film. I was, I was glad she got an Oscar nomination, but like just her fucking character, just the, the oh, accent. Oh fucking Jennifer Jason Leigh! Aye, 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 it was like a total fucking redneck. Like aye, she played like so fucking well. Just the way and like, the fact that like she just spits everywhere as well. Oh, like. <laughs> something like that. She she was aye, she was in the carriage with Kurt Russell. Aye, and, and then they pick, pick up, up Samuel Jackson. And she's like, I ain't sharing the carriage with no nigger. And he just fucking <laughs> punches her in the face. She took it like a champ. The amount of times she aye, got fucking she, like, smacked in the puss. Big old black eyes. And, and it's, it's like, as well, it's a bit where like, Kurt Russell's in the cabin and that, and he's like, aye. And this way, like, when he's like, um, I'm taking this bitch to hang, and she's like, <laughs> Ah, she just does the fucking gesture with her neck, like, she knows her fate. But, like, Kurt Russell, even though, I think if it, when you're watching at the beginning, if, if we're sold with the impression that he's a main character, he's got to be in it for a long haul. Uh, no he doesn't make it out the first hour, maybe. And again, this is, I think, a three-hour film. Ah, uh, it's about three hours. And, like, I watched it, the, that extended cut in Edinburgh where, oh, like, the, that print that he was travelling along the world with and it was it came to Edinburgh for a week and it was maybe 20 minutes longer and for for I, I don't know how I didn't understand though why they didn't just really like release it stand at one with the Blu-ray like, aye. like, like it seemed to be doing with films nowadays exactly like the extended on the theatrical aye I feel like they do that now with like superhero movies especially DC just to to almost like apologise some like DC films seem to come out 
with negative release in cinemas, uh, and then might have to overcompensate with the Blu-ray. Mm. So, all right, here's the, here's all the stuff cut out. Maybe I'll make it all right now. Uh, but with this, like, I was trying to work out in my head, and I mean, I'm trying to think of three hours of film. It's hard to remember if it's just extra lines of dialogue that's just been left in, or mm. like it had a whole section at the start where it was just panning across, like the plains and the mountains of snow, and then it was uh, a cross, a, a big cross covered in snow, uh, and that. Is a Morricone er, Ennio Ah the composer Yeah Like his uh, Ennio Morricone Like his score Just going Like Full fucking pelt Over the sequence And it's just like Fucker screaming It's like Almost Like 2001 A Space Odyssey Where it is You're just listening to folks Screaming at you For a minute And it's just All the music Gets really intense And just goes <laughs> And you're like Fucking hell And then just cuts to Kurt Russell picking up Sam Jackson but it was like the whole tension of like the coffee pot like uh. lying with poison and just I, I love just how he fucking tells his stories like as all this is going on and you just see it, the pot lid being lit up and some hand pouring a mixture and putting uh. it in and you're like and you're like you're in your head going right okay you're playing Cluedo you're like okay it can't be him can't it be him right who else is in this uh. cabin who else could be doing that like, could it be her right watch them and the the fact that it takes Kurt Russell about ten minutes to drink his cup of coffee, where he's walking around, stops, wait a minute, and then goes does this, and goes that, and every time the cup gets close, it touches his lips, but he puts it back down, and and then just chugs it down. You're like, oh no, and you're waiting for it, and it's brutal, uh, like, on all four, vomiting blood, like <laughs> like it's it's Aye. like. Well, at the time we were at fucking Sonosphere and we're walking back to our tents and some boy fell on all fours and projectile vomited across the fucking... Uh. It was like, holy... Like, the boy was possessed. <laughs> like, that's what it looked like here. And I reckon if I'm even more impressed with The Hateful Eight and its connections to, like, The Thing, like, in the sense that you get that same ah, yes. isolated feeling... And the fact, the whole thing, you can't trust anyone that you're with. Uh, somebody's here to fucking, like, these people are being poisoned. Like, basically, somebody's the creature. Somebody's part of fucking Channing Tatum's gang in this place. Can't uh, trust everyone. And supposedly, a lot of the score that, that Ennio Morricone did is leftover score from the thing that he couldn't fit into that film. He's, uh, he reused it for this. So... Uh, like I feel like I need to watch them both back to back, <sighs> and even like those shots where they have to go outside of the cabin, like aye. where it was not just like an outhouse, and they've got the the, the the well and all that. Aye, and it's like the rope to lead to the well and back. Just the feeling of the full on fucking blizzards, <sighs> him going out in the snow, like it just gives you that. Feeling. Aye, it's like also in the thing about because it's like a blizzard almost as well. I remember when they put like. The old guy above her brimly, like, isolated in, like, a wee bunker that's away for the big building Aye, and all that. so it's the whole trek back and forth, and it's probably that and the whole music is probably really why it gives you that feeling of the thing. Mm. But, it's, as, as it's dark moments, it's got all these fucking funny moments, like, it's, uh, when OB comes back in after, was he no day in the horses, and he just runs and rips the fucking bear skin off the, the wall, throws <laughs> it around himself, and throws himself on the ground. <laughs> And he's just fucking shivering. Uh, Bruce Dern is a robot role. He was, ah, he was fucking great. Like, I loved him in like Nebraska. It's just this old kind, just 
he's tired of it all but with this he was fucking he was in the, the burbs eh, with Tom ah, Hanks that's he it. was the army guy yeah. exactly he was fucking great in that mm. brilliant but yeah. I mean I guess we can't go past this without talking about fucking Sam Jackson fucking pecker story <laughs> like how to destroy one man <laughs> like because that's all Bruce Dern's there he just wants to know how his son died well, he died naked sucking my black dick <laughs> like sucking on my black pecker and guzzling all the heat and it's like it's like what is going on like oh and this is a film I know that my mum and dad have seen and it's like but like it was I was just like a jaw dropping moment in this film like I can't believe what I'm watching what I'm hearing what I'm seeing here and like the, you put the gun do you know just leave hand him a gun put it on the table in front of him mm. no and I had two but like that was it it just like there's just so many fucking like what the hell moments coming out of the film nah. I've only watched it once so that's the only thing I need to rewatch it again but again it's a three hour film aye that's it you and like I watched it last year at this time when Oscar season and all kind of fell out I will let it go they had this screener that got released at Christmas time we yeah. watched it and that's it Cher was at work Cher was at work and like as we were saying it was fucking kind of like who's to yourself aye you just need uh, to immerse yourself in that you need tell to tell it turned up through blast but it's fucking through dialogue Aye, you need to hear what these folk are saying and I've, I bought the Blu-ray in August and it's still in its film which is ah, really it's a crime I need to like send my wife a text I bought it when saying, uh, got, I'm doing another three hour podcast don't come home till eight and I could sit in the house tonight and just um, throw bed sheets around me hot chocolate Shell bought me Hateful Way in Deadpool when she was working at Tesco she was getting like her points and you were getting like 20% off and she got the two blurries for 15 aye and I, I was like fucking just get my Deadpool and 848 yeah but it is like I, I think I'm, I feel almost as if it might be my favourite Quentin Tarantino film which okay maybe between that and Pulp Fiction like see but I like I am like I fair enough Pulp Fiction can film but see I actually prefer fucking Inglorious that is I, I always forget that was one of his until it's reminded like I always think right he did Kill Bill he done that like I feel I always forget about Inglourious Bastards Death Proof was probably right at the bottom of the pile it was Aye. it was Kurt Russell and all and it was Kurt Russell had a good role in it and it was just it just didn't have that Aye, and it wasn't like your typical even though he released it as film. a feature film after Grindhouse Aye. I, I think if that's I've ne- I think I've only watched Planet Terror was the other one yeah it was Robert Rodriguez had done that one but like yeah. Bruce Willis is in it, so. it. I, I remember owning that one but I never jumped on Death Proof but aye it's always this thing where Tarantino films are great and each really I do really like all of his films like even Jackie Brown like aye, again that that might be the same length as fucking aye it's a lot of dialogue like, it's a lot of three hours but it's at the end when they're doing like that cash drop and you get to watch it from like five different perspectives of Jack and drop off the money or I think I've seen that film in about ten years I'd probably need to rewatch it again and there's just something about it where it's like I just maybe love maybe it's the dialogue to his films or the way they play out but he's he's, Mm. 
there's just a way about his films that Bob De Niro is a stoner. Ah, the way he fucking puts his films together is always highly entertaining to me. Like again, like watching both Kill Bills, it was a really good. Aye. Uh, John and like that probably could have worked as one film. Aye. Uh, four and a half hours. So. Aye, that's it. Sure, they could have got used to sort of chop it into one feature, but they keep talking that he he's set to retire. He wants to make ten films only. Uh, eighth or eight, clearly the eighth film. because uh, he he fucking loves his play on numbers. So I reckon what nine and ten is going to be, but mm. I do think it needs to be another Kill Bill. Nah. I feel right. You've told that story, and it's sort of like he's done. He's done his kung fu film, kung fu samurai film. Uh, he's done his western, um, pulp fiction. I reckon if that's the classes are. Uh, Quentin Tarantino film. <laughs> like, uh, same way, like Reservoir Dogs. What would you class that as? Like a like a heist movie. Uh, kind of fucking great film. Like Glorious Bastards. It'll be war his take film. on the war. Uh, so space. Aye, because he's horror. Aye, like sure he's written stuff and he's starred in Dust Till Dawn, but I de- I think he needs to do horror and. Sci- he's not really did sci-fi is no. he because that's it all, all he fucking does is pull from everything he loved about all the films he's watched uh. like Hateful Eight will probably chop full of western references and like how Kill Bill was filled with all his love for samurai films 80s exploitation Jackie Brown uh, black exploitation like all well, these that's, that's like, like Death Proof like an homage to the 70s Right, like they were saying, because like the type of cars in it and all, ah. like the type of like the kind of how the story played out back ah, then, and, all, and like see, like when you see like why the film ends and all, and it has like the free capture or like the fucking sins and all, it's like a seventies thing. Eh? Aye, so like he's going through his genres, so like, and it does. It takes about three years for him to really do something because I remember doing a an end of year podcast three years ago talking about Hateful Eight and Django Unchained that's another sort of Django was his western I would say Ah. it was merely a western because that's it there was I remember that being an early piece of trivia for Hateful Eight saying that Django originally was Samuel Jackson well other way about in Hateful Eight Samuel Jackson was going to be Django at that point in his life coming across this but he didn't want people saying, right, Django's a good guy. Uh. He said, no, you want to have no trust. You want to everyone, you don't know everyone. So if there's history with Django, let's get rid of that. Let's just have mm. Sam Jackson as that dude. So I, that, that was about three hours to explain why I liked the hateful eight. <sighs> but let's get to the worst. Uh, uh, we'll go for you. The three worst films. Three so, worst and malice. I never so, actually done. I'm going on four or five. Uh, fucking Grimsby. Aye, that's. That's weird. It's like, you wanted to like it. I feel like every time Sasha Baron Cohen does a film, it's like, aye, it has to have some sort of quality to it. Like, I whole, remember. The whole start with uh, Bora, Bruno. Have you been in cinema and seen Bruno Mamie and Bear? Aye, fucking weird ass film. 
I was like not expecting to have like a dick screaming at me from the <laughs> the star pretty much. Aye, I didn't mean a oh, person. Were, an actual penis he, screaming Bruno the, at me. Aye, when he was on the cross trainer and I had a dildo attached to it. Aye, like, like he he, I feel there was like a standard a, a quality of work that he usually does that's like yeah probably pretty good and then you see things like dictators ah it's good but I feel like he he's not becoming Hollywood now uh, but it doesn't seem to be as good as like he's, he's kind of going downhill a little and Dictator was a lot better than Grimsby I know I've seen Dictator so uh, well you can only go up for here because <laughs> <laughs> Grimsby was fucking just uh, yeah, I mean apart like, from the pun but like fucking Mark Strong and all the way like, I know just <laughs> whitewashed his career in elephant spunk <laughs> Damn around there were some bits that were quite funny, like the like the names of these kids and all that. Yeah, like they were quite Fucking funny. Django and Chains, the wee ones sitting watching South Park the movie. Uh, and then Luke, fucking leukemia, and <laughs> that boy's worth about sixty-five <laughs> quid a week. Uh, like some bits that were funny, but overall, like as well, like the whole charade where he thought he was just a just a black housekeeper. Exactly. Uh, well, seduce the woman in the green dress. Aye. So there, of course, there's a big supermodel blonde in the green dress. But the first person that catches his eyes is fucking precious <laughs> in a green <laughs> maid's uniform, and he's like, "Oh yes," because he's got. He's clearly has a type. He's he's got Rebel Wilson at home. Uh, she was pregnant at that joke, but like she was also pumped at all those other kids for uh. him. Well, you know what. The film starts with them shagging in like some fucking bed store, wasn't it? Like, ah, I can't, ah, I can't, yeah. I can't think like, of a place that sells beds. Ah, exactly. But, um, ah, they've got about thirty kids, uh-huh. and well, he has to seduce the black woman, and he, like he's he's fucking. It wasn't quite a wheelbarrow, but he was getting in a bit, and he was having the fucking supermodel having the clog shite at the toilet. <laughs> or Brigden shite with a coat hanger I forgot about that and like there is funny moments but but then when they're shoved up an elephant's vagina and they're having to work the shaft of several <laughs> elephants that are shagging this elephant like no it's I. it's not a hated film for me well it is it's in, it's in my bottom five ah, but a, in the scale no, of what films I've seen that is not near the top at all ah that's not near the top like but I just seeing all those fucking elephants queuing up to shag this one <laughs> elephant it's like oh ah, my it's god it's like oh, we've done the joke let's go and it's like oh no there's another one aye but uh, I, I just hope they were paid hand, handsomely for what happened to them in this ah, film the fact that Mark Strong went for fucking being quite good in Kingsman ah, exactly and cut to him and Sasha Baron Cohen shoving rockets up their arses oh, no. to prevent a fucking disease being spread across the crowd and then the kid got covered in fucking HIV mind because ah, that's it they had there Daniel Radcliffe who'd caught AIDS <laughs> somehow and then his blood gets caught onto a wee kid in a wheelchair. Right. At, the end, at the end of an England match at the like, World right. Cup final. And the little joke at the end credits where it comes up saying, Daniel Radcliffe does not have AIDS. <sighs> and then it said, Donald Trump does not have, because he gets AIDS as well. Oh, He's in the crowd. 
and then it just says something about Anakin. They just allude that Donald Trump has AIDS, <sighs> and then the next five is Joy Disney. <sighs> um, for myself, it's one that I thought could be good, but I knew straight away that the joke will be tiresome after ten minutes. Sausage party. Ah, that's on my bottom list as well. I mean, like, hey, that's, that's a, looks like a kids' movie, but it's definitely not a kids' aye. movie. And, aye, I mean, you can laugh at food, swearing, and just all the wee jokes, and, like, it is funny, but it's... Aye, it's just, last... just one long joke, yeah. Aye, and then I think they try to compensate at the end with a giant food orgy. Uh, a really, really fucked up food like, orgy. It's, it's the fact that, like, can they've got, like, actors in it, like, fuck it. Like, fair enough, it's, it's, it's a typical several event, it's got fucking everybody uh, in Stoner, it. all his pals, yeah. they're all playing mm-hmm. characters, and it's just the thing where it's like, we're food, we're thinking, like, we're being bought and then going yeah, and into the heaven. hunted by a giant douche. Aye. That aye, who and, like just like is sitting drinking things and getting getting juiced essentially. <laughs> aye, this douche is getting juiced. Uh, like, I mean, when the trailer got released, and I and I think I watched the trailer four or five times, and like even in the film, like the bit that still like split my sides was Irish potato getting peeled. Ah, it's like Jesus Christ, no! Like, uh, aye, so like when he's singing like the Irish fucking. Like, Whatever it is, like an Irish like melody, then all of a sudden it just sees the killer. Aye. And, uh, and it's, uh, the accent is brilliant. It's so like, it's stereotypical as well, but it's mm-hmm. like funny. And then you've got Salma Hayek that plays like the taco. lesbian taco. Aye. <laughs> yeah, and what else? There was Michael Sarah was the wee dumpy sausage. <laughs> Aye. Uh, I mean, really, it's not until you see the end credits you see how many folk fucking really put their time into it. Yeah. Uh, Craig, what's it? Craig Robinson was in it. I know. Uh, he again? was the how uh, you had the three wise men, and he was. Uh, one was like a Mister Whippy. It was a, a Twinkie or something. Then one is basically the black food. Uh, was him. That's easy to describe. Was in it. I know. He was like the mustard that falls at the uh, trolley at the start. <laughs> and, but aye, it was sort of like Seth Rogen and uh, Kirsten Wig, like the hot dog and the bun. Aye. Uh, but like James Franco was like the stoner that gets beheaded. Aye. But it was. Aye, because when, when I was watching the film, I was looking up on like IMDb, like who was on it and who played who, just so I had a, like an idea. And Paul all. Rudd was like the nerdy store manager boy that gets the douche up his ass. Aye. But like yes, it was. I guess it's just friends making a film. They're not really worried about like if this considering like how, or not. considering how good like this is the end was. Aye. And uh, it was a good film. Exactly. But, but I mean, just even when it starts breaking the fourth wall at the end, like uh, when they say, "Hey, this is just this is just an animated film. This is just computers," and like you're really a Jewish boy called Seth Rogen, and then like oh, you're really this aye. guy, like. Edward Norton. It was like Edward Norton? Because it was, you know, like a little Jewish, like Sammy Bagel Jr. or something. Aye. Like, and they go through a fucking Stargate at the end to get into the real worlds. Oh, fuck, I saw it. Aye, and it's like, right, okay. I, I, I can't remember if it made 
a lot of money or not, like to the point whether it'll warrant a sequel. No, hopefully not. Where it might be cross live animation and CG food chasing Hollywood actors and <sighs> beheading them. That's really the only extreme they could go to there, but it, it wasn't the finest film I've seen this year. Nah, not at all. Not even a giant food orgy could save it. Nah. Like, I knew like when I was like watching it, I wasn't really like, expecting much. Uh, and then because it just became one big massive fucking like dick joke pretty much, it was just like, oh, kind of glad it wasn't on for long either. Aye. Right, what's... In my bottom list, I've got X-Men Apocalypse. Aye. I, I didn't like it as much. Out of, the, out of the last three they've done, I still think first, first Class was the better one. Mm-hmm. Like Days of Future Past was that quite was good. good. But I just didn't like Apocalypse that much. Yeah, I just... What's the worst part of it? Or is it, does it come down to the character of Apocalypse or Aye, it's just I, I kind of felt the ending was a wee bit jumbled like there was just so much shit going on and like you've got mm. Magneto up in the clouds and his, his bubble then you've got Apocalypse you've got the whole transfer thing between them two they're fighting in their minds but then you've got like the, the X-Men young team fighting against the, the four horsemen and all mm. this is going on and Aye, it was so much to take in Aye. and I and I really like I didn't even think. Like also, you had like all the new characters as well, and you had them. Um, one of the lasses, she was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I didn't even think Hugh Jackman like could have saved it if I'd been that bad for me. Fair enough, he was in the film, but I just didn't like it as much because I watched it, and like even when I seen the trailer, I was just like, eh. aye, because. Well, that's it. It's like now it's the nineties, and they then start introducing all the characters, the young ones. And it's like, and can, is that enough for us to care about? They never did enough to make us care about them, even though like right, they kind of saved. Like they released Wolverine, things like that, but you didn't feel like uh, you're really invested in them. So, oh, I'll, I'll just see a film with those four kids on their own. Said no one. Uh, so because even like that. They said it themselves, like, when they were making the fucking Star Wars jokes, saying, oh, man, the third film's always the worst. It was like, these are the third film, though, <sighs> technically, in your reboot. Because that was it. X-Men was kind of done after The Last Stand. Uh, and uh, then it was fucking pretty bad. And then when First Class came back, it was like, yeah, this, this kind of works. They've, they've started it afresh. And it's, uh, first it, Class it was, was really good. I liked it. It was real. Like, Michael Fassbender, if, if he wasn't in this... It, I think it would reach the point as it is. Like, I still feel like he had a brilliant moment in this film, like just when his wife and child are killed. Oh, and just that fucking moment, like, like he was going for like the the fucking Nickelodeon Teen Summer Choice Award for best dramatic performance. <laughs> he was really just putting it out there, and just even just with, I think it was in all like a. A necklace, and he just fucking killed every soldier there because they were, came in there with fucking bows and arrows. They were like, "We've not got any metal on us. You can't hurt us." <sighs> and they just went, and fucking massacred them all. Like he is the best character out of that. Aye, I mean, I, I, I think James McAvoy is quite good in it enough. Aye. but like, like, I, like, I'm even in first class, I still think like 
I thought Kevin Bain was fucking brilliant as a German yeah. guy. Aye. And that's it. Just, I even, I remember I did love the score to the first one, but it was when Magneto was going across the world and he was killing all these folk. Like, he was in, it was like some sort of, I think if he was in Switzerland, it was like a bar and he was arguing guys and just used his powers to fucking throw a knife across the room and <sighs> pen a guy dude and just that, like, he was just badass in these films. But it's, I reckon, I will probably groan if they do another one, which they will. Uh, They're going to do another one. Because it's a cash cow. Aye, uh, you can't, and you have to keep up with Disney and Marvel. You have to keep up with mm. DC. Like, they can't not be making more. They have to quickly. Uh, and uh, we'll, probably, we'll probably not get one this year because obviously they've got Logan. Aye, uh, exactly. But then we'll get the next year after or the year after that. Aye, uh, we're going to have to come up with something because they do the usual they alluded to it at the end uh, like that Essex Corporation collecting Wolverine's blood uh, another one that okay um, Kickboxer Vengeance did that's you... not on any of my list but I did watch it you did watch it it's it was plain if anything I just see the guy that was playing the role that cut it the Van Damme the played in the first one. Yes. And I, I just didn't buy it. No, just like just... they may as well have just wore like a V for Vendetta mask, like, like you would have got more emotion from a mask than him. Uh, it was just like Then they get my like, there was some bits that were good and I was surprised at how good fucking Dave Batista was as Tom Poe. Aye. I didn't think that would have been made with without him. Like sure George Claude Van Damme's some pulling power. He was in the original but you kind of uh, need a bigger name that's done something more relevant recently to really uh, kickstart. I mean, it was it was all oh, right. It's no like awful from Bass. Aye, uh, the scale for what I've seen this year, it was me. Aye, uh, it wasn't going into the goods. Any of the best films I've seen uh, this year, but like, I thought like one of the good bits of the film was at the end when the credits were rolling and they had the split screen and had the scene with Van Damme dancing when he's oh, drunk right. and the guy the, it's a French guy like fucking mm-hmm. he was like reenacting it exactly and as well they had um, I was reading like the trivia like the bit where they're in the prison cell ah you were saying the real the guy, was... ah, the guy that played Tom Poe in the original was ah, like oh you're forgetting about me that's it like, it was good but it, well, it was not good ah um, like it was just weird like even like the female cop in it like even though she was like I'm going to arrest you but I'll sleep with you first like she showed uh, up had a sex scene and then the next morning's alright we're here to lift you and it awkward. was just I ah, was just like this is like I didn't get was it Thailand or was it like the police seemed awfully relaxed about what was going on like uh, ah, just do your kickboxing thing it's cool just like fucker being killed in the ring and this that and the next thing. but I was like nah, nah that's fine uh, it was me but Aye, it was near. Yeah. I think the trailer looked quite good at the but then it was just. Aye, like even I felt like even. I would have, <laughs> it would have been a better ending if Dave Batista killed the Jean Claude Van Damme. Aye, like the killed French the two kids. brothers killed the two brothers basically because he killed his. Aye, like I like. Aye, because they changed that wee bit because he killed in the in the original Tom Cruise paralyzed paralyzed, paralyzed exactly. the boy. And then that's why they killed him. Aye. 
because that was it he even had like that other dude mind there was like a bad guy sent to kill him and um, I think he was like a UFC guy who's got a heavy dude uh, barred ears and come in and tries to kill him John Claude ah, kicks his ass ah, there was loads of fucking and he was UFC like guys oh Tom Bo sent me to kill you and he's like well you work for me now uh, like, I'm uh, going to get paid ah you get John St. Pierre French boy French aye, and he's like but what about my money he's like you get paid he, by he get the keep your he was a drunk at the start of the film eh? aye. aye he was fucking and he says horrible after the only way you get paid is by not having to fucking eat your teeth he was like aye alright I'll work for you now <laughs> he's like really no I wouldn't like okay just because you got your ass kicked by Jean-Claude Van Damme he's like okay I'll work for you now I, w- I won't take money <laughs> I get to keep my teeth and no more drink. <laughs> but I was like, nah, I'd take it if you needed it. But nah. I, I guess you could get the original kickboxer now on Blu-ray. Ah, the original one's still good. Like. Ah, it, it's, some things should be left in the 80s. Aye. Um, right, give me the, the last most offending film on your list. Independence Day Resurgence. Oh, yep. That's not on my list. Purely in the sense that I didn't finish it. I feel I have to watch uh, the entire movie to justify enough. But through the first 15 minutes, I knew that was shit. And I thought the first first 20 minutes, it was pretty decent. And then it just kind of fell flat. And it just turned, like I was saying, it turned into a carbon copy of the original. Mm-hmm. There was two key bits in the film that were basically stolen for the first film. Uh, like, I remember when... In the First one when the fucker on top of the roof, ah, and, uh, and like when it like the laser hits like all the buildings and all that. Mm-hmm. The day the same in this one, except it's where it hits the space station, right? And uh, the lasers hit it, and then it's the same. Remember the bit where like in the first one with the burst trapped in the car with the door and the freeway, and it's all Aye. that is it zap same. Like they've got the guys that are trapped in the car, and then it's just all this like mm-hmm. flames coming towards them it's that same and I mean like Jeff Goldblum's alright in it and, and his, his dad's still funny his dad's quite funny in the first one as well but um, Bill Pullman looks old as fuck in this oh, film and, uh, and he's, got, he's got a new wife <laughs> and, uh, and his daughter's grown up and she's gone out with Thor's brother was in it. Aye, Liam uh, Hemsworth. Aye. I'd seen something, like, I think Honest Trailers did their take on Independence Day Resurgence and they'd done a wee montage at the end of the amount of times he does like a sort of like a scream when he's doing something like, something, like that thing that's out where something's falling over and he goes in a wee space carrier to grab it with the arms of the ship to put it back. And every time something dramatic happens he goes, ah! He does a scream uh. and the last minute of this thing is like 12 different times he's screaming in that film going ah, ah, yeah. I was like oh okay uh, but uh, it's they're just too jarring in the sense like I know it makes sense they defeated aliens 20 years ago they've gotten alien technology from them since getting this technology it's now been 20 years for them to build uh, upon it this is why it's so full on mm, fucking sci-fi now uh, I was like um, but it's they, still so jarring to watch it's it's like you're not watching the Earth at this point. Aye, because it's like they're like out in space and they're on like planet, like the fucking moon or whatever, oh, and, all that. Yes. and like 
it's the same as well like at the end of, like at the end of the first one when they, when they defeat the ship and it shows you all the different continents celebrating it says that oh, same fucking thing and, and it's just like wow why don't just call this like the reboot pretty much because it's not it's not a sequel Aye. it really isn't it um, the weird doctor for the first one still in it Aye. in a fucking coma he did he not up. just wake up just in time as well I woke up and has all these like ideas and all that yeah. he's like fucking R2D2 in Force Awakens he's just lying somewhere gathering dust until he's needed and Aye, I'm here <laughs> wakes up and all that and he's just it's fucking mad eh? I'd gotten a positive review of it given to me when I was at work one day and the guy I was serving was like I know I'm just so fucking tired I, I went and saw that new start that Independence Day film and then I was like, oh, alright was any good if you think it is a sci-fi film it was really good but if you think it's a sequel, it's no. <laughs> and then he says, I watched it in 3D, but the whole thing was that Bill Pullman's chin was fucking massive. <laughs> I was like, fair enough, pal. <laughs> uh, I was like, I yeah. guess he has a massive chin, but behind his massive beard. <laughs> but I guess that's... Uh, like, <laughs> I needed like another Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid was a fucking... Was Brilliant in the first one when he ah. played the total weird guy that got probed and all that. Exactly, he perfect. And like him. even like as what like I was like as like what I was reading the reviews and all that, and they were saying that again in the first one when Van der Quaid sacrifices himself. Aye. It kind of gives you that wee like warm sort of moment. Ah, it meant that. something. To and the story. That. there's nothing in that. There's nothing in that in this film. No feels. Nah, there's no feels in it. And the first twenty minutes looked alright, and I think. If it didn't turn into a carbon copy of the first thing, I fucking probably would have enjoyed that a bit more. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to be playing it again. Aye, you'd think, I reckon, uh, if they read the script, written the script, gave it to the studio, and they thought, this is just the first movie. No, do better and get it back to them. But, aye, aye, that was weird. Because I didn't even think it made much money at the box office either. I think it was really shot on like a lot of people were saying as well Will Smith's character was killed aye like before the in a training even. exercise with the alien technology aye so here's his son all growing up it's not his son it's his stepson ah right Um, I guess last one for me let's see aye because before he said Grimsby London Has Fallen was one that never really impressed me. No, seen it. I mean, it's fine. It's it's Jared Butler and Aaron Eckhart in London doing, I reckon, shaking hands with the Queen or something. Uh. And all of a sudden, like, paramedics, all the police officers, like, all, all, all the servicemen all of a sudden are terrorists and they will start opening fire on the public and... Turns out everyone's terrorists, but they're dressed as cops, they're dressed as fucking ambulance drivers, and uh, it's just fucking, it just takes Jared Butler to defeat them all, uh, and save the president whilst doing it, and it's it just the weird lines of dialogue where he's got some fucking terrorists, and he's punch him in the face, and it's like, it's like, punch him, he's like, get lost, get a wall back to fuck off a stand, and they're just sitting punching the boy in the face, like, Oh, yeah. like just are you allowed to say what you want now Gerard you, uh, you're just making up as you go but it was just like a, it might have worked in the era of diehard movies of just uh, pointless chaos it was like 
watching like a Transformers film, like those scenes of mass destruction, but with no Aye. robots. So fucking everything was blowing up. It was like Michael Bay knowing it, David. I think in the month I might have just been watching a few of his tapes. It's like, let's just fucking blow everything up. Uh, but it was it was just. I, I, I watched the first one. And it was one of the White House mind. Aye, uh, it was all Olympus right. is fine. Uh, it was we're, all getting, right. we're, we're getting our third one. I'm sure. Oh, no. We are getting a third one, and it's it's just something generic has fallen. Oh, that's the fucking title. Something generic has fallen. <laughs> the can box it, office. Can it be fucking like Jenner's fallen. But it's, like, they're no letting it. They're no letting it lie. They're still making oh, no. something else with just fucking Aaron Eckert and because that was the, end, the, like, the story. Where, the story in the first one is that no, like, is that no Aaron Eckert's wife dies, but Jared Butler couldn't save him in the car. Mind ah, I think he saves the kid. The but wife can, dies, and Aaron Eckert was in the car, and he's just no, I can't, I can't be a bodyguard anymore. I, I, I let the first lady die. He's like, oh, well, the president's in trouble. I'm on my way. Uh, and the wee lorries like Steven that Spielberg came out, that and, Olympus came at the same time as that White House doing eh, with aye. Shannon Tatum and exactly. Jamie Foxx I still never watched I, that either I might be under the impression that they were making a sequel to that one but it should have been out by now mm. pretty sure there's like just White House down too <laughs> but it's got to the point that right stop, stop making each other's films they finally made a sequel to Hard Target remember the Van Damme film it's called Hard Target 2 it comes oh, out 20 years later. I've been waiting for it. I'm so glad it's finally made it. It's finally it. John Woo and John John Claude Van Damme, aye? Nah. <laughs> What's the point? I don't know. Right, 2017. What about day one? 1st of January 2017, we're being given both Assassin's Creed and Silence. See them sure for both of them. You've got 10 quid, Mike, and they're both on at the cinema at the same time. You can only see one film. Hot, fucking pop quiz, hot shot. Which do you see? To be honest, I would probably go and see Silence rather than Assassin's Creed. Oh, alright. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I just didn't get... You need to understand Silence. I didn't buy in to, like... Thumbs that get made out of games anywhere. Aye. I don't know that. Like, the part that. If Resident Evil's taught us anything. Like, aye, like, we've got a new Resident Evil next year as well, mind. Final chapter, they're saying, is aye. it? Like, we're finally finishing it. Is it? Didn't get me wrong, like, the first two were quite good and then it kind of dropped a bit. Aye, like, uh, right enough, the first Resident Evil was not like. Was it perfect, but. Aye. But then the second one was exactly what, I'd want, what you wanted. It was. We had Nemesis, yeah. Uh, like, it was hitting all the notes. The right, are you happy now? We're like, no, mm, five more. But um, I, I'd probably rather go and see Silence because I watched the trailer again and it intrigues me a wee bit. You need to find out what happens. Aye, like with the whole like with Liam Neeson as well. That's it's kind of like the, I, pulling me towards. That's it, just kind of glossed over, not getting the kind of what he's all about. Yeah, but it's. That's probably going to be like a three-hour film, eh? Definitely. It is. It's no, it's not going to be a short film. There's going to be, no pun, but there's going to be long uh, silences. There's going to be a lot of things you just have to sit and take it in and uh, think about what you're watching and just see the size of Adam Diver's driver's ears. Uh, like, uh, boy's got lugs. Um, but other than those two, any big things? 
Train spotting two is on my list for next year. Yes, aye, that's fucking January as well. That's aye, end of January. That's gonna be quite interesting to see. Um, I do think it's going to follow any of the, like because they've done books that follow train spotting, but I can't imagine them following any other Irvin Welsh novel. Nah. I just imagine it's just how these characters are coping twenty years later. Aye, it should be quite good. Like, I'm inter- I'm interested to see fucking Beg be back because <laughs> he was he was brilliant in the first one. I've got Guardians 2 on my list. Aye, we've got to get that in the summer. Mm-hmm. Aye. Then even all this, when when the first Guardians trailer hit, I wasn't the biggest fan, I wasn't sold on it. And then when it was finished at cinema run and it was coming out on like DVD and shit, I was like, can I want to watch it? Mm-hmm. And I think I've watched it two or three times and I was that's fucking good. It is, like, the humour was spot on. Like, even, like, I got laughed at the fucking group like the whole thing where they're coming up with a plan to get to jail and say right okay we need to do this that we need to deactivate the switch but we'll do that last but Groot's already over there turning off the switch and it sets off all the alarms in the prison and mm. have to go nick the leg off this boy so what do we need the leg for ah, I just wanted it <laughs> it's like the fucking wee raccoon's a dick and uh, Dave Batista doesn't even get shit he's literal <laughs> everything uh, so but aye uh, it should be good considering I, that there's like obviously Superhero films, isn't it? Is there any more superhero films? We scene? are getting three from Marvel, Marvel Disney. Thor, Thor, Spider Man Homecoming, and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but I think it's in reverse. I think in what we're getting first. If it's Spider Man Homecoming, then it's gonna be Guardians of the Galaxy. Then it's gonna be Thor, like a, taking your Christmas spot. Well, November spot because. Disney own December with Star Wars. Uh, Logan will be interesting. Ah, uh, Logan's on my list. Like, yeah, I think just the fact that they did that trailer playing Johnny Cash over it, it's like, oh, for fuck. Ah, uh, it, it looks fucking good. And I'm, see, I, I don't know, but people, like, can moaning that it's, like, they're wanting it, like, like, like an R-rated film. And uh-huh. I, like, I didn't see why people think that violence will make it any better because mm-hmm. they can be they feel like he's just been holding back for all these years but I always thought that's why they did the DVD release harder cuts like everything like all those fucking Taken films were 12s and then they were 15 rated on DVD because uh, now we'll actually see you shooting the boy or like now you get to see blood but another one Again, I fancy seeing the Great Wall. This is the the Mark, not Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon Great Wall of China fantasy right. film that comes out. I think that's quite early in January as well. But it is. I feel like it, it's a major Chinese production. That Zhang Yimou, like the director of Hero, House of Flying Daggers, he's directing it. Matt Damon's the lead, and it's it's period piece. All mm. the looks like imperial Chinese armies they're all defending the wall from looks like dragons alright there's, there's like a mist and there's a creature and everyone was losing their shit when the trailer came out because it looks like hundreds of Chinese soldiers can't do shit unless you've got Matt Damon with you all then right. they're like why is a fucking white man saving all the Chinese people for dragons and it's like we're talking about a film of dragons 
we're not, it's not a race thing, it's <laughs> fantasy. Doesn't matter for a white man, like, it's not in the history books. Like, you're just like looking at the books, no, the Chinese saved us with dragons, there was no white man there. <sighs> but I, it, it's Matt Damon and William Defoe's in there as well. As, right. But then you've got a whole other cast of white mm. actors, not white actors, Chinese actors. You've got Andy Lau and a few other faces in there. Aye. Fighting dragons. I'm not saying anything about that. Aye. Uh, the trailer out for it, like? Yeah, there'll be. Oh, right. I think there's two trailers out by now. Mm. But that was it. Matt Damon pulled in their place saying, in history books, I never said, like, the Chinese defeated the dragons on the Great Wall. <sighs> One of my ones that is on my list that I'm slightly interested in is Patriot's Day. Ah, the, the fucking Boston. Boston bombing one with Mark Wahlberg. Aye. I mean, it's grim, but it'll be an interest because that, that was really like a week. Like, the hunt for those two cunts that did it. Like, Aye. They got, did one die straight away? No, they found one and they killed him. But then the other one, it was, was really like a, a fucking chase. They aye, and they found them in a boat of, exactly. behind somebody's house. Mm-hmm. So I can but see that. in that one, aye. aye. That'll be interesting. Um, on my list, I've got Skull Island. Yes. And uh, I'm just hoping that it's not as drawn out and as long as the Peter Jackson aye, 2005 was, and it was a fucking trek to get through. It was, and Margaret loves that movie. And every time it's on, she always manages to record it on like ITV two. So mm. there's an extra hour of adverts oh. in there as well. And it's like, and the thing is, I, 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 I didn't even hit the phone was that good either. It has uh, its moments. Like sure, seeing Kong wrestle a couple of fucking uh, T Rexes is pretty cool, but it's just uh, there's so much other filler around it. Aye, uh, but this new one looks quite interesting. Yeah. Ah, that just looks chaos. Uh, I really uh, it's kind of got like, almost like a, like a Jurassic Park sort of feel to it. I, I still hope, like, I kind of teased it, but I hope this cements it that we're getting a King Kong Godzilla versus movie. Uh, like, though I think they've spoke of it, and I think the idea keeps getting pushed mm. along with a sequel to Godzilla, which uh, really they don't need to do a sequel to Godzilla. They should just do King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, but just the whole fact that trailer Kong it just shows you him fighting all these creatures and uh, that was sort of like what Godzilla was doing he wasn't really fighting Mothra or other uh, signature uh, kaiju monsters it was just generic winged creatures uh, and it just feels like maybe it's in the same world I'd said to Margaret after watching the trailer if they finished Kong with like a Marvel style mid credit sequence with like all this shit going on uh, and a monkey going on making noise and then just Godzilla just like kind of just turns around and goes the fuck was that <laughs> and just starts wading through the water towards Skull Island I would be a pig in shit I'd be like oh this is a gold and the fucking studio that owns the right like I think it's legendary pictures uh, like the Christopher Nolan Warner Brothers thing they own the rights to Godzilla they own the rights to Kong they own the rights to Pacific Rim it's like Robots, fucking Godzilla and giant monkeys, like bring them all together, like make it happen. Time travel those robots for the future to the past. Maybe they went through that fucking hole in the earth where the other monsters are coming out of. Uh, they end up in like fucking wherever Kong is, and Godzilla just shows up as well, and they fight, and it's amazing. Uh, but that's just me when I'm high on sugar, and I'm just get real excited about things that didn't happen. Uh, I'm just hoping it's not as. It's not a letdown because it looks pretty good. Aye. 
Um, other big superhero movies, we get the Justice League, which is a surprisingly quick take. Like just the fact that they do they've done Batman versus Superman this year, Dawn uh, of Justice. Following year, you get your DC Avengers movie essentially. Uh, so you've got and they you can must have uh, some fucking horrible schedule, eh? Ah, yeah. that's a, you, you have committed your life to us you need <laughs> to just constantly because he's making his own Batman film like, you have to give up on your life leave your wife <laughs> like, commit to uh, DC it's like the episode of South Park where they, they, they sign up to like iTunes and, that, and then they actually become property like <laughs> Apple mm-hmm. and all that that's what it's kind of like but I, the trailer was quite funny I reckon if you've dared look to it since you've not watched Donald nah, Justice. Nah, I'm not looking at that. The last uh, like, superhero trailer I looked at was Doctor Strange. Aye. Which, it was fun, but I didn't make my top ten. But this, though, I think they were that fucking fared because of the mixed reviews they got out of Dawn of Justice. Like, oh, it's too serious, it's too dark next thing you know it's like oh we're having to cut extra humour into Suicide Squad and then it's this trailer like there's about five laugh out loud moments it's like look it's funny now I didn't understand why they're moaning about like Donald Justice being too serious because the first two dark Batman films but like, the first two like the Mega were dark as fuck I, it's like I feel like stop listening to the internet don't let that like I feel studios are scared of the internet's reaction to stuff uh. but it's like just do your own thing. Don't listen to fucking what everyone else uh-huh. says. Like, maybe Suicide Squad would have been better if it was left the way it was. Uh-huh. Like, I, I don't know what they've added to it. I don't know what these extra scenes are. Like, Captain Boomerang and a fucking mm. stuffed unicorn or something. But, the Justice League trailer does look really good and it's Ben Affleck basically trying to recruit superheroes. He mm. goes, talks to Aquaman, Aquaman wants fucking shit to do with him. Like, uh-huh. He said, I'll just fucking strangle you if I wanted to. And then he meets the Flash, and the Flash is just like this loner kid. And he's like, oh no, I'll definitely join your group. I, I kind of need like friends. Uh, uh, but it's like a kid with ADHD, and he looks like Jimmy Fallon. And, <laughs> and he's just, he's more, the the Flash suit in this one looks more like a, an Iron Man suit. You would have saw a, a glimpse of it in Suicide Squad. Like when... Uh, the fucking Australian dude with the boomerang gets caught oh. he shows up for a minute and captures him aye aye so like that would be interesting I'm just glad we're getting mm. it this year like everything seems to be getting delivered so soon <sighs> we've got I think Wonder Woman next month I think that's a January release or maybe March aye. but we're getting everything so quick from DC it's like again it's like we're trying to catch up with Marvel they're about five years ahead of us it's like, it's like Marvel's fucking thing now it, it, it is a giant machine that you either evolve with it or you die. Uh, well, it's Disney. They've got Marvel. They've got Star Wars. Uh, Every year, like we're only getting one Star Wars film. The new. Uh, I was like Marvel. We're only getting one film a year. Now it's two films. Next year will be the first year that we're getting three films from them. Uh, and I'll probably follow suit. We'll probably get three films every year from Marvel at that uh, point. And. There's a tipping point. There has to be a tipping point, and I think we've probably probably already got it. Like, uh, how much super films did we get this year? At least let's see: Deadpool, X Men Apocalypse, Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad, Civil War, Doctor Strange, 
So that's seven. I might have forgotten about others. But, like, so there's seven. Uh, like, what we're going to get next year is there's just going to be more. They've got to put more stuff on our plate. They're going to make more TV series. Uh, and it's just going to... Because I noticed, uh, I've seen the trailer for the crossover. For the TV shows? Uh, for DC? Ah, uh, it's uh, uh, fucking... So Arrow and... Arrow, Flash, Flash uh, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Supergirl, uh, all teamed together to fight aliens. I've seen, the, uh, I've seen the trailer for that. So, I mean, like, it is the total time... The time to be alive if you're like a hardcore comic book guy and uh, everything you've ever dreamed of has been made. Is that it must horrible? be like it must be shit for like other film companies and that they're trying to put films out and they're, they're probably wondering by they're probably wondering why they're not making money because all these fucking because all the bits it's just fucking like like heroin for kids pretty much yeah. Aye, like what you what's gonna be the fucking film that comes out the same week as Star Wars and like. Oh, I know. Just, oh well, you're buried. Like, it's, it's the same, like, with like, kind of like, like, gaming developers, and uh, when they release a game the same day as a big game, because I'm pretty sure they were talking about, like, I think one of the best games of last year they were talking about was the Tomb Raider one, the Rise, Rise of Tomb Raider. Yeah. And it fell under the radar because it was released the same day as Fallout Four. Fallout ah. Four got all the fucking publicity. Fallout, Fallout, Fallout Four. Everyone's been waiting for that for like like four years after New Vegas uh, so yeah but and one last one that popped in my head for a second which has also jumped out the new Alien movie aye the fucking poster aye the poster is so brilliant just shadows the glimpse of an alien come out of the shadow and, and the word run, run. like aye Mark, take it. I don't need a trailer. I want to see it. <laughs> There's something about an alien movie. You just have to go see it. Uh, it's weird. It's it's like because like obviously we 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 never seen an alien from uh, exactly uh, we, closest we got was Prometheus. Aye, uh, but I mean that's this, the, is the, this is the this is the this is the one, eh? And then the one after it's going to be Neil Blomkamp's one where uh, Michael Bean and all that. So yeah, because that's a is this. Is this Alien Convent? Covenant. Covenant. Like, this is technically the sequel to Prometheus, they were uh, saying, wasn't it? Uh, With Michael Fassbender as David. Aye. Uh, I guess a new crew this time. because uh, cause all the crew died. Exactly. So, but, aye, that's March, May. That's real. I think it's May. May, aye. May. Mm. I'm already uh, seen, the, seen the poster for it this week and I was just like, I'm done. Take my money now. Aye, it's just something about it. It's instantly appealing. It's like, oh, Hang on, like, like Ridley Scott comes out, like, I mean, his poster for the first film and all was just the fucking, like, the, the hat, the egg. Aye. And, uh, and then his wee tagline. And it was so. just a simple hangs, eh? Aye. But, uh, um, I think that might be my, kind of what I'm looking forward to the mess. Aye. Because uh, I think about, like, how, how great it probably would have been to go and see, like, Alien and Alien, like, Alien plus Aliens in the cinema. Aye. Uh, fair enough, Alien 3 was alright, Alien Resurrection was a bit mm. flat, but first two were brilliant though. Aye. Uh, that's us. Oof, that's a long... That is two, two hours. hours. Aye. 